Hello and welcome. I'm Christina Irvin, leader of Team Clarity. I got sick and tired of blowing money on trainings and coaches giving me advice that just weren't helping me move past my blocks and be successful in my business and shine the light that I was created to shine in my life. So I made a decision. Are you ready to make a decision? Would you like to stop blocking your own path to success and fulfillment? Maybe you want to gain the confidence to overcome life challenges yourself. You are in the right place if so. We welcome you to listen to this week's discussion. Did you miss a week? Because you can always listen to our prior shows at bit.ly forward slash pay radio. To get one reminder of our next show, click on the follow button at the top of the page. It's time to dive in and let's get to work. Let's meet the rest of the team. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Julia Cologne from the city that never sleeps, New York City. Hello, this is Chelsea Wells from the mountains of Tennessee. Have a blessed day. Hello, and welcome from the gorgeous state of Wisconsin. This is Patty Anderson. Hi, this is Marcia Sertino, and I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. Aloha, and welcome. You're listening to Soul, your host for Pay Me What I'm Worth Talk Radio. Team Clarity members share their class time with us for two main reasons. Reason number one, they want those they hold near and dear to know about the changes that they're making on multiple levels. As they change, by listening to these classes, people who know Team Clarity members may opt to change along with them. Reason number two, to share their stories with you. I bet their stories and life lessons will inspire all sorts of ahas for you too. Okay, time to start the class. Chapter 3! First off, when you read the opening quote, that opening quote, your true value, depends entirely on what you are compared with. Let me hear some feedback about that. When I read that, I thought that my true value depends on how I compare myself to others. Mm-hmm. And part of my growth is going to be not comparing myself to others because they can't tell me what I'm worth. That's for me to do. I always felt that my worth was connected to going to college because my brothers and sisters had already gotten their degree I always felt, well, I'm not worth as much because they had gotten their degree and I did not. So I think college played a a huge role in my thinking that was how my worth was based. I really was basically reducing it down to saying that that is a relative, your true value is a a relative thing. Okay. But you know I'm (laughs) simple-minded. I like to make it simple. I don't like all that complex. (laughs) When I read this, I was thinking in the terms of what do I compare myself with? As I got deeper into the thought of this quote, I just realized that I can't compare myself with anything. It's not fair to me because we're all different and everyone has different goals and different agendas staying focused on our true value shouldn't be compared to anything else. Well, you're somewhat reading my mind. (laughs) 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 
believe that you learn something new every day? Even if it's microscopic, you learn something new about yourself every day? Yes. 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 Where am I going with this? Then your value is ever-changing because you're always adding to your value by learning something new every day. Yep. Keep going. Keep going. Hence the whole your value is relative. (laughs) Thus, why compare? Yeah, that's why compare. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. Think about that. Let that set in for a moment. If each of us released the need to compare ourselves to anyone or anything, including ourselves, think about that. If you truly, honestly released any energy spent on comparing whether you're fat, whether you're thin, whether you're dressed right, whether you're not dressed right, whether you're eating at the right places, whether you're wearing the right fashions, whether you're blah, 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 if we stopped doing that, would we even have doubt, guilt, shame, and worry? No, we wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. What we're doing with Chapter 3 now is, as you've experienced Chapters 1 and 2, I've asked you to take the magnifying glass out and look at yourself, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With that fresh awareness now of your past and your present, we're now going to venture into the present and then bridge into the future This chapter is about now you looking outward. And my goal with this, by looking outward, is we've got to set the stage. Doubt, guilt, shame, worry. Judge, critiquer, criticizer, controller, perfectionist. If you don't have a handle on that yet, we have to talk about that. I don't have a handle on the perfectionist part. (laughs) I will second that one. I'm always criticizing myself. And when I do, oh boy, I tell you, I, I could probably be the class act in comparing myself to others, and I always do it in a negative sense. I think when it comes to my work, it doesn't have to be perfect. If it's 20% good to me, then it has to be redone, and, and further research has to be putting out it to be sloppy work just to put it out there. So I can find myself becoming a perfectionist to try to get at least 80 to 90% of what I like. And some people don't agree with that, but that's okay. If I'm going to put out a blog or I'm going to do a webinar or something, it can't be 20% incomplete. And that's when I find myself becoming a perfectionist. It just takes up so much of my time. I think I still sometimes have doubts about myself, so I know I need to work on that. (laughs) Of course, I'm a social worker working with veterans and their families at the end of life and long-term care, I feel very confident in what I do because I know that I can change their lives and I can be there and help them through a difficult time. Does it always have to go perfectly? No. There are always going to be things that get in the way or hinder us from doing what we need to do, such as government policy. As long as I know that I'm doing the very best I can, and most of the time above and beyond the call of duty, I feel really good about the work I do. So, Chelsea, would you say that that brings value to your life, enriches your life? Absolutely. 
So if we thread together our previous learnings and discussions, then when it comes to adding to our lives, feeling more fulfilled and in values, then the lesson itself can be like currency in your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. I can think of so many times that that's been, been the case for me. So I wonder, Julia, when you think about currency in your life and value being brought into your life in lessons or in, in other things other than just the physical dollar bill money, how enriched do you feel? Like how rich do you feel right now in this moment? I feel very enriched. I feel like the experiences that I struggled through and what I've overcome and the things that I have learned, my main purpose is just to teach it and the money will follow. Let me reframe this. Each of you, I'm asking you this direct question and everybody listening, I'm asking you this direct question. And I'll preface it with this study that, I mean, multiple studies have been done that people who win the lottery, people who inherit a ton of money, people who become suddenly financially wealthy, study after study after study shows that they are generally back to where they started before they got that wealth in less than five years. Most people do not shepherd the wealth properly. You've heard this before, yeah? Yes, yes. Yes. All right. So with that setting of the stage and framing, if I walked into your life and I literally had a suitcase with $100 million in it, and I said, I'm going to give you this suitcase full of $100 million cash. You can take it to the bank. But the second you put it into your bank account, you're going to lose memory of everything and everyone you've ever encountered in your life. You will be starting from scratch. You won't even know yourself. It's like you will have a complete case of amnesia. Would you like the $100 million? No. 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 Why? Because every experience that I have had from the time I was born to now, good or bad, have helped mold and make me the person I am now. And I wouldn't, and some of it was really bad, I wouldn't give up any of it to learn the lessons I've learned in this life. I totally agree. I will not take the $100,000 because the values and the struggles and the experience that I have had in my life have I'm at a point now where I value who I am as a person and I will re- State this again. There is no price for the person or the woman that I have become. I'm very, very proud of myself. And that you can't pay me $100 million to change it. I wouldn't give up my life or who I am, my family, for nothing. I'm building something here. I could earn the $100 million with what I built. And I could teach my children to value themselves in the process to help me with this business, know what it's like to work for what you have instead of it just being given to you. There's, there's no value in that. Money should not define who you are as a person. Is this helping you understand how learning is a currency? Yes. Yes. Now, granted, I can't go to the local grocery store and rack up a $200 grocery bill and then tell the cashier, but I've learned so much today. 
and it's unlikely the cashier's going, oh, good for you. Groceries are on us. You go have a nice life. That's going to be kind of unlikely, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so, and everyone, for me, I think there's another thing in that, and that's carrying forward our previous lessons of choice. Even in those negative situations or those ones that don't feel so well, we can choose to embrace the lesson in it or the, or the opportunity in it to grow rather than dwell in the negativity and the pain of it. There's a lot of people invested in victimhood. I venture to guess someone listening to this show right now, they're because they were abused, because they didn't have this, because my mom did that, because my dad did this, because this, because I was in a car accident, and then I was in another car accident, and then I was in... I love being a victim. I found that lately, I don't even care whether if it's my family or a really good friend. I don't even care if it's myself. If I'm having one of those pity party moments, I just can't deal. Like, my whole body... It's just like, oh, no, boo-boo, and just put the mute button on that. <laughs> Let's hear from everybody else. When somebody starts giving you their pity party, when someone starts telling you about the soap opera of their life, what do you do? You cringe because they're in such a negative space, and you just don't want to be a part of that negative space. You know that energy is not good. You want to be compassionate, but yet you've got to find a way to get out of their space because they're bringing you into it, and you don't want to be rude, but yet you don't want to be a part of that space. So, Marsha, let me ask you again to restate what you personally, using an I statement, what Mm -hmm. you personally are doing when you're faced with that. Personally, when I'm faced with that, I listen to what they have to say, but then I, in my mind, I have got to get into, I've got to close my eyes and I've got to see my perfect day because I cannot move into somebody's space like that. When they're having their worst day and I'm trying to be compassionate, but at the same time, I've got to redirect my mind back into the right place for myself. What I'm hearing is you turn into yourself and find a, a more positive, empowering place. You yeah. try to impart that on them. Therein lies, Marsha, where I have, as a social worker myself, therein lies where I have a paradox. Mm-hmm. Let me pick on Patty. The concept of compassion, we all know what compassion is. Yeah? Yes. We all know that compassion is actually stopping and listening to someone. We're silencing Mm -hmm. our own talk in our own head long enough so that we can actually hear them and they feel heard, right? Right. Yes. Okay. Here's where we have a paradox with compassion. Here's where we have to look at how we're learning our life lessons and we can squeeze gold out of every pity party story we hear so patty if i tell you i'm an alcoholic and i tell you please i want you to be one of the people that when i feel really really tempted to drink can i call you and you say yes i'll be one of those people i'll be one of your support teams and then i show up at your door and i'm literally patty you've got to give me a beer you got to give me a beer now or i'm going to go insane what would you do 
Well, coming from that type of background and learning how I was an enabler, what would I do? I would actually, first off, I'd tell you, no, I'm not going to enable you. That your drinking is a choice that you're making, and you have a choice to either change it or keep going on the path that you're going. I would not put the diaper on it and say, oh, it's okay, you can go ahead and have that beer. I would actually, for me, it would be tough love. Patty, is it safe to say that you have that conviction because you've taken the interest off of your own life learning? You remember the time when someone first came to you and you thought you were being oh, yeah. compassionate, you were being kind, you were being, cons- oh my God, dear, certainly, come in, have a beer, tell me all about it. You've been there, right? I have, I have. More times than you know. <laughs> what I'm trying to get across here, folks, is for myself, when I'm silly enough to even think about having a pity party with myself, I look back and go, what is your deal? I snap myself out of it very quickly because if I choose to have a pity party for whatever reason, if I choose to fall into an addiction of whatever kind, I'm bankrupting everything I'm learning, right? Right. Right. Our life lessons, as we get into this, part of what we're about to get into is I'm going to ask you all to risk finding people out in the world who are doing what you want to be doing. That's why I asked you to think about what's your perfect day. To me, I know my life is significantly different today because I have entrusted teachers to be my mentor. And by allowing myself to be vulnerable, by allowing myself to be taught by them, I have earned their trust and I have accessed their networks. And oh my God, the people I've met, the people I know, I could have never in a billion years by myself have access to those people. Is this making any sense? Do you see where I'm going with this? Yes. You got to know I'm setting you all up that if you say yes, I'm going to ask you, how does it make sense? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to answer yes because he's going to pick on me. (laughs) (laughs) But I know you all are answering yes. Come on. What are you hearing? What am I setting things up for? Using your experiences and networking, like you were talking about meeting new people, never let an opportunity go by where you meet people every day that can help you accomplish goals or can be a part of it. And even at times that I don't realize it, I find that I'm a natural networker. And it's important to recognize, too, that each encounter with a new person or a new situation, there's value in that. So not always looking at that person as a potential business partner or customer. They can bring value to your life in, in other ways. Mm-hmm. So being open and appreciating that and fostering that is very important. I agree. Sometimes we have to realize, yeah, we're, we're at a good point in our lives right now. We're happy and we're content and we're learning a lot of things. And compared to who we were last year to who we are today, we're different. Not everyone is like us. There was a point where we needed help and there are other people out there who need our help too. Some people just want someone to listen to them. If I find myself in a situation where I'm trying to help someone, because I'm not going to answer the questions for them, 
they have to figure this out themselves. And through discussions that I've had with others, they were very, very appreciative of me taking the time to listen to them. That's something that I've learned through this process is that just communicating with someone is just not you speaking. You have to listen. When they felt that I was listening to them, it just built a better relationship. I'm not going to discard someone because we all have gone through our own experiences. We've heard each other's stories, and it's not fair to do that to someone else. It's just not right. I tell you what, everybody do me a favor. Take a deep breath in. Exhale out. Let's do one more just for good measure. Inhale in. Exhale out. But you're wondering why I asked you to do that, huh? feel brave in this moment <laughs> and let you guys know that I had a breakdown. As you remember, Soul asked us for exercise for our homework assignment this week to come up with two minutes of our ideal day. And for the entire week, I just was struggling with that. Anybody else? I did. Had a little bit. struggle with it? Yeah. I did a little bit struggle. Yeah. yeah. I came home from work last night I think I got home, I don't know, about 11.30, 12, and I logged on to the site, and I again listened to last week's call, and it was like creating my ideal day. There's something that I did realize is that I had really put up a blockage to dreaming. Like I posted on Facebook this morning, it was an aha, a wow moment to realize, you know what, (laughs) you actually stopped dreaming. You stopped seeing yourself as to what your life could really be. I have this condition that is so interrupting right now that it's hard for me to even think about that perfect day because I keep feeling this condition and it's like that's got to be gone for my perfect day. (laughs) That's got to be out of the picture. Okay, so is it fair to say that in your ideal day, your dream day is a day that you're not waking up thinking about this condition. You're yeah. not consumed yeah, with it in the be. moment. You don't hesitate to interact with people because of it. You mm-hmm. will hop on a video call in 2.5 seconds because you don't worry about it. Is that then your dream day? That is part of it. Okay. I actually do have a dream day that I do have in my mind. I would love to have at least once a week as a part of my schedule. <laughs> Tell you what, this sounds like an opportunity to dive into our dream days, and I'm going to kick it off with mine, okay? Okay. (laughs) And then we can go from there. How about that? Okay. So for my dream day, I wake up after eight glorious, deep hours of sleep to nature's alarm, rather than my own alarm, rather than that ringing or whatever tone I've set on my phone for the day, I wake up to nature's alarm appreciating the beauty of the chirping birds. I exercise a long stretch and a hearty yawn with a big grin on my face because I don't have to go to work. I pop up out of bed feeling refreshed and totally rested. My gosh. And I sit on the edge of the bed because I'm absolutely, totally refreshed. That's something that I I can't even remember ever experiencing. It's like, whoa, to me. 
So then I go to the bathroom for my morning routine, and, and as I'm washing my face and brushing my teeth, I talk to my reflection in the mirror, and I'm just saying gratitude for the blessings of another day. I'm saying gratitude for my health, my improved health. I'm saying gratitude for my happiness, love, and all the many gifts and of abundance that, that God has afforded me. And I walk over to my closet and I think about what I have to do today and start to consider what I want to wear considering how, what I have to do today. And then in that, I absolutely have this moment of, hmm, a huge smile comes over my face because I decide that I don't have to do anything, nothing. I ain't got to get dressed for anything. So I decided that a fresh set of PJs is a perfect outfit for the day. And as I put on my fresh set of PJs, crispy, I'm like, wow. I decided to go on and walk through my house, appreciating it and excited to be spending my morning in peace. No haste or, or no worry, just peace. And as I walk outside to my newly built fantasy deck, the decking going all the way down, extended out into the yard, and there's a little sunken part, like a little pit with this nice plush furniture around it with pillows of beautiful color and this fireplace at the end of it. As I walk out the new fantasy deck, it's, it's a cool spring morning, and the dogs are running around now in the yard, and I go sit next to my best friend and love of my life to enjoy nature's symphony and a warm cup of tea. And I share my decision to do whatever I want when it hits me in the moment for the day. As we laugh and smack hands on that decision, we turn to each other and decide to pack a small bag because guess what? We can do whatever we want. Off to a destination unknown for the minute. Yeah, let's do that. Let's go on that destination unknown. That's my ideal day. You rock. Christina, I know that your journey to get to what you just did was tremendous. And I really hope you take this moment right now and savor how you're feeling. Because you have conquered and vanquished a demon. Yeah, feels good. Deep breath, everybody. So who wants to go next? Who'd like to share their dream day? I'll give it a shot. Go for it. Well, my dream day is waking up, and upon arising, I can hear the sounds of the tropical birds outside singing away. The sun's peeking in my window, and as I rise out of bed, I smell the sweet scent of Hawaiian ginger right outside my bedroom. And there's a soft breeze blowing into the room, and it's tickling my face. I'm looking at a picture of my children and my grandchildren. As I'm doing that, I am giving thanks to God for everything. I'm asking for his divine presence to just be with me today. I'm getting dressed because I know my son and 
the rest of my children are coming and we're going to spend the day together. My son opens the door and says, Mom, are you ready? And I am ready. So we get into the car. As we're driving, of course, we love to listen to island music. As we're driving, we start singing. We're singing, okay? And when we get to Portlock, which is one of the hidden gems, oh, my gosh, we are so excited because I'm excited because of the fact that as soon as I get to that edge of that cliff, all I see is the ocean. That ocean is so breathtaking. It is just beautiful. And you cannot help but feel that you are so a part of nature right now. And the first thing you want to do, especially me and all the rest of everybody, we are ready to jump in and take that plunge. And so I jump in, I take that plunge, and as soon as I take that plunge and I'm, I'm surfacing to the top of that beautiful, glistening water that is so breathtaking, I am met by a giant sea turtle. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe this. This is so awesome. I'm yelling at the top of my lungs, woohoo! I cannot help but feel so connected to my family, to nature, to everything that is surrounding me, which is to Honolulu. Yum! <laughs> me like someone who was just struggling with the dream oh is just lost in it now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Marsha, but... That's five minutes and 42 seconds, and, and um, you are going to have a problem with two minutes. If you need to drop the call and continue on your dream, go do it. <laughs> I want to be in that dream. Hell, I'm out of here. All right. Isn't it awesome? That would be one day, every week, if I could have an adventure like that with my children, I would love my life there. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm ready to come back to Hawaii. Excellent, me. <laughs> excellent, excellent example. We've got four other people and our dreams. Who's next? I wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning. I come down the stairs in a, a pink silk robe. I have my husband cooking breakfast for me, and he has an apron on that says I belong to Julia. <laughs> We go have breakfast, and he makes me an egg white wrap with tomatoes inside and onions. We have some fresh fruit, the strawberries and grapes and uh, cantaloupes. We have freshly squeezed orange juice, no pulps. We go to the backyard. We sit down to have breakfast, and while we're eating, I look out to the backyard, and there is a large, long, 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 in-ground pool where we can actually do lap. Once we finish eating breakfast, we go upstairs, we change into our swimsuits, and we do our laps for the day. We come back upstairs and change. We go out. We have a little lunch, catch a movie, come back home, watch a little TV, and get ready for dinner where we're going to have a chef cook a special meal for both of us. That's my perfect day. Now, I'm not going to worry about the business or anyone else. My perfect day is my time with my husband. Love it. Perfect. Love it. Ten seconds to go yet. We're not done. <laughs> and then oh, we yeah, figure out what happens the rest of the night. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> eh, time's up. All right. <laughs>
You may think I'm being silly, but being that two minutes, it's tricky sometimes to really let yourself go, right? Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to hear Chelsea's day. (laughs) Okay. And before I read this, I want everybody to know that Christine and I had no idea what each other were writing. It's kind of weird. I wake up in the morning and lay there and enjoy hearing the sounds of nature. I have my eyes closed, and as I listen to my ride, I hear a babbling brook that I know feeds into a beautiful pond where I can watch nature at its best. There's ducks. There's even swans. And all of the animals come from the forest to drink from this this pond. I roll over, and I thank God for another day to be of service to others. I go downstairs, I have coffee, and I I fix coffee, and I have coffee on the sun porch with my favorite person, and we talk about what our day will bring. As I leave her there and venture to the very top of our beautiful mountain home, where all of the outside walls are glass, in this sacred space, I see nothing but pristine forest for miles. I can look down in front of the home and see the pond, and up to my right also there's a waterfall that feeds the brook and down into the pond. As I go into my sacred space, I go there to create artwork as a painter and create poetry like no other time in my life, poetry that's inspiring. I also use my sacred space to meditate I sit down and I find my quiet place and I meditate on creating my next book and who that book will bless. As I sit down at my desk overlooking the miles of forest, I open my computer and begin. Click, 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 click. Lessons learned from a slice of a troubled life. Today is the day you set yourself free. When's the book coming out? We've got <laughs> eight months left here with us together, so uh, by the time we're done with our uh, journey, uh, yeah, we're going to have a, a manuscript. That would be awesome, yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. A rough draft? <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Miss mm-hmm. Patty, I know you've been on a roller coaster the last few months. So I, this is the creme de la creme. What have you come up with for your perfect day? Yeah, but the roller coaster is coming to a very quick stop. <laughs> Things are starting to mellow out, so that's okay. My ideal day, as I said, it, it was tough. It was tough to open my mind up to dreaming again, so I just kind of sat back. and So as I begin my ideal day, um, I awaken up early in the morning, 7 a.m., to the sun peeking through my blinds. I hear the sounds of the birds. I take a deep breath and I open the windows and enjoy the fact of I'm in my new home on the ocean front. I listen and take in hearing the sounds of the waves. I'm feeling fully refreshed and energized, opening all my drapes and seeing the beauty of the ocean. I'm opening all the windows so that I can hear the sounds, and as I look up and I thank God for giving me another day and giving me the chance to do this one more time, 
I take a breath of the fresh air, and I move forward to brewing my coffee, beginning my day with a little bit of exercise, and then I walk outside, step onto my patio in the morning sun, and I just feel the warmth of the sun. I sit down to a fresh bowl of fruit in my coffee to meditate and allow my mind to see my day fully taking shape. Knowing that my day is now mine, answering to no boss, that I can make my own choices, I take a walk along the shore with the dogs. I have two dogs now. (laughs) Feeling the warmth of the sand on my toes and just totally enjoying. As I move into the afternoon, it's now time for me to focus on family for the day because I can. I don't answer to anybody. As we gather for the day, we're enjoying our day on the beach with sand castles and covering each other in sand and walking into the water. We serve up a feast after a hard day of playing and swimming, relaxing to the sounds of the evening around a campfire, having some s'mores, and just spending that most valuable time together. And as I end the day, I'm feeling fully, just feeling fulfilled that I can take this time and spend it with my family. I'm feeling relaxed and planning the next day to come. Knowing as I curl up with my book, I can awaken the next day and share the life of dreaming and freedom with those I hold dear to my heart. My ideal day is having the freedom to be with the family, my grandchildren, my children that I've lost so much time with. And as I move forward to doing the things that I'm doing and allowing myself, my heart, and my mind to become free and knowing that I can dream again, this would be my ideal day taking them on a vacation, just taking and being totally present with them. Mm. Well, what's coming to mind is, Marsha, you're going to have to find one hell of a large house because we're all coming. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. It will be the Team Clarity Compound of Serenity with chaos mixed in every now and then for a hearty hearty fun time. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> I am really proud of everybody for stretching. I can feel the stretch each of you have made. I really can. And I want you to show your stretch marks with pride because those stretch marks are just the tip of the iceberg as we get into that dreaming state. Now, I understand. Most people will say, soul, dreaming, what's the point of dreaming? Dreamings are not facts. Well, guess what? I think dreams are the seeds to facts. Yeah, hmm. yeah. 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 You know, just today, standing here and listening to everybody and seeing myself have an ideal day, one, it's refreshing. It's absolutely bringing things alive in me today that I've let go of that I just kind of shut down this is exciting this is going to be (laughs) quite the journey I can get back to living well that was really great Patty by the way I'm I'm proud of you I'm proud of everyone for stretching on that one proud of myself like that wasn't easy I know Christina you do a fabulous team captaining of this team I really want everyone to know she does the magic we're having as a team is because of Christina yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you, Saul. Thank you, King. Each of you have the same talents as Christina does. You may not fully see them yet. 
even Christina probably. I know she would scream at me if I shared with her what I actually see in her because I know she's like, Saul, get out of my head. Get out of my head. (laughs) (laughs) All right, continue on this fabulous conversation and know what we're going to be heading into next. This upcoming week now, it's time to really remember the Explorer What's life being like being the explorer again? Remind me. Does the explorer listen to the critic, the judge, the analyst, the controller? No. 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 What does the explorer do with doubt, guilt, shame, and worry? Remove it. Put it aside. Know it's there, but you have to be aware and then just keep going in the explorer mode. The explorer tosses it over the side of the ship. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Right. The reason why it's important to keep in mind the Explorer, especially in this upcoming week, is because we're really going to focus on facts and fictions as we look into our wisdom bank. (laughs) (laughs) Chelsea, you wrote something very powerful in your blog about your wisdom bank. I'm wondering if you would feel comfortable with sharing your ahas around that. Sure. And I look at my wisdom bank. I look at skills. I look at all my skills that I feel that I have and how far I've come. And I find that my life lessons are really the most important deposits into my wisdom bank. My life lessons, including things I've learned from being an abused child, physical, sexual, emotional, from being a victim at the time of rape. I find that I've learned my biggest life lessons from those very traumatic events. It's given me an insight to so many different aspects of life, which has been nothing to help me be a better social worker and a servant you know, to the people I serve. Every lesson I've learned, and it's so important that I've learned a lesson from each tragic event, It doesn't give it value or worth, but it shows me that this is what I was supposed to have learned from that experience. My wisdom bank is full of a lot of stuff, and I try to be observant and attentive to the wisdom that I've learned and how I relate that to others. That's powerful, 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 powerful message, Chelsea. I think it's important to really understand that and take that in and not gloss it over. I know as I read this week, that was something that jumped out at me. On page 46 at the top, it says, to know your limits is a gift of wisdom. Do you understand this gift? And there's a comparison of like your bank account. When you're putting in money, you're adding to it. When you're withdrawing, you're taking out. As we started our discussion today, learning is a value, right? Everybody agree that learning is a value? So we're depositing into our wisdom bank account when we choose to find the lesson and learn from that lesson. Absolutely. We're making a withdrawal when we choose not to because guess what's going to happen? Julia, what's going to happen if we don't choose to learn from that lesson? We're going to stay where we're at and we're not going to be able to teach others. And likely, Marsha will probably make the same mistake, right? Yeah, the same. Yeah, the same mistake over mm-hmm. and over again. Right. Yeah. That's what happens. The whole purpose of learning is so that we can grow. So if you decide not to take an experience and learn from it, then you're not going to be able to grow because you can't get past that. That's a choice. 
Yeah. It doesn't make you crazy. It's just a choice you made. Well, I think I mean meant to say is when you keep doing the same things over and over again, in case of being insane. Oh, insanity. <laughs> That's the old business world uh, quote right there. Yes. Let's find this a little bit in the discussion in respect to time. How many of you would agree that time is one of the most valuable things we have? Me. Yeah. It's our greatest asset. It really is. Of course. Yeah. I think as the older we get, the more time is valued. When I was 20 years old, and maybe it was just me, but I was like, oh, I got like another 70 more years before I die. So, <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like, I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I got, <laughs> I've got much time left. <laughs> I don't have 70 years. My time is very precious. And I want to make the most of it. Every moment counts. Where am I going here with this discussion? It sounds like you're going to rattle us. To me, it's finding the time, using your time to find the value in the lessons you've learned and applying those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's go a little deeper. Let's, let's explore a bit, Patty. Hmm. Where are you going with this? Let me help you out with a, just a little thought process here. If value enriches us and we are enriched, our wisdom bank account, every time we choose to look at a lesson and learn from that lesson, and we've already discussed that every time we don't choose to learn from that lesson, then we're literally withdrawing from that wisdom bank account. And aren't we, in fact, taking away from our time? Yes, we are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good point. So if we're taking away from our time, how important is it at this state in our journey to really start to put our money where our mouth is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And contribute. Because would you agree that as you've gone through this journey, you've learned? Oh, yes. Yes, oh, yes. Trem- yes absolutely. So much. Yes. Let me ask you, do you think that you're going to, this is the last time you're going to go through this book like after we get done with these 12 months, you're going to put this book on the shelf and you're never going to go through it again? No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. And actually, I, I see me taking this book, the lessons I'm learning and the growth that I, just all the changes from deep inside out, I'm going to take this and take my grandchildren on this journey. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're I mean, you don't even need the book. It's going to reflect on you as a person. People are going yeah. to see it. The book is going to be written all over you. Right. So, so guess what? Julia, Patty, you just said it. Julia, Patty, you're going to take your kids on this journey. Right? Because when we first started, the soul said, he encourages you to invite your family and friends. But you're like, ah, look, let me just say, I was like, I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. <laughs> Anybody else had that thought? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I tried to think of which family members that I thought remotely would be interested. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, but now, but now that we understand that there's a critic and there's a judge and there's a controller, mm-hmm. are you trying to decide who you think would be interested in it? I think I could. No, that, that's me judging who, who I think would be. Because we tossed them over the side of the ship, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. So the point that I'm getting at here, ladies, is we get ready to wrap up this call. It's important to recognize that if we say we're not going to put this book on the shelf, if I'm not going to put this book on the shelf, 
Team Clarity is not the only team that I'm going to lead through this process because as I've gone through this process, I've learned so much. And you ladies have enriched me with so much more, with your perspective. And I know I'm going to be going through this book again, so I'm going to bring some more people on another journey with me because I'm going to be able to enrich them, and they're going to be able to enrich me. And I, my wisdom is growing infinitely, and so is theirs. At this point, I know Soul has discussed it before, but like I, it's important at this point that we recognize if we're going to be in service to put our money in our, where our mouth is, if I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and be in service, I have no choice but to lead another team through this process. Would you agree? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Patty, as you're leading your girls through this process, yeah. what if you were to just remove all the critics and the judges and the doubt, guilt, shame, and worry, and you led a whole team of your family through this? Those who wanted to come along and those, and see, and let's keep it, let's understand that family doesn't just mean the people that we share blood with. Because mm-hmm. I view you as my sister. I view everybody on this call as my sister. To me, family are those that come into our life and choose to stay into our life, make a connection, build that lasting friendship, relationship. That's family. Mm-hmm. doesn't have yeah. to be just blood. So going forward, again, I just want to put that little reminder in there for, for, for each of us to consider starting our own team and not even just I'm not going to stop at one more team. Like I'm going to keep going because I, I feel like I can affect my immediate life and I can affect my community and I can affect my states and I can affect my country. I can affect this world one by one by imparting this wisdom. And receiving the same back. Yeah, the balance, remember? So towards the end of this chapter, exercise 11, who else? The fact or the fiction of what you believe you're worth quickly appears when you select from one or more of the following paths. This is going to be a really great exercise. I don't know if anybody else has gotten had an opportunity to get started with it. We get ready to tie a bow on this call. I really just wanted to emphasize to everybody the importance of our word being our deed and not just saying that we want to be providing value to people but actually doing the do. Yeah. Any final thoughts, questions, comments, cuss words? (laughs) (laughs) No cuss words. (laughs) Let's go do it. (laughs) Let's go bring people, share our experiences with them. Let's do it. Because this is such this is such an awesome journey. I can't help but be excited. I mean, I was doing that two-minute presentation, and I just was so excited. I couldn't even – I was lost in time. Are you kidding me? I, I Girl, was, you were but, gone. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was, I was like, like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, guys, I think it's important to really point out again here is the importance of, of – getting people involved. I know I'm increasingly getting more comfortable with sharing the radio shows. They're a great way to get that exposure out there and to start giving back to people and, and being able to receive because I'm I'm receiving some really wonderful compliments and, and I'm noticing and reading some on Soul's page where he's sharing some things. Just wanted to point out also that 
Saul actually, every week that he launches a new blog talk radio show on Saturday mornings, he actually does a live chat. I didn't even know about that until this morning, and I got an opportunity to hop on there and do some chatting with him while the newest live show was running. There are people who are actually listening. They're, they pop on, and they'll pop into the chat, but they're not because they're not so comfortable like just starting out there, jumping out there, chatting. So if any of you would like to jump onto those Saturday morning chat, certainly that would be a great idea. Go out to the, the Blog Talk Radio Show, and you can set a reminder. It will send you an email to let you know when the show is getting ready to go live. But that would certainly help for Team Clarity as our live show is, is airing to be in there helping chat and getting the interest out. This is our word is our deed, right, and that's doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you yeah. so much, Christina. This was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful call. Yes, it, yeah, it was a good call today. I, I really loved it. Uh, don't forget to dive into this exercise, y'all. Really do some exploring, okay? Okay. okay. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great one for the rest of the weekend. Thank you. You too. Bye, Bye-bye. everybody. Bye, ladies. Bye. Bye. Well, that was great. Thanks for listening. As one of many Pay Me What I'm Worth team captains, it's my role to help people get serious about removing blocks to success. Blocks like doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. As you've just heard, our team is both real and serious about being the best that we can be. How about you? Are you ready? Are you ready to remove these blocks in your life? As you can see, I'm very serious about helping you live your life with less stress and more success. Call me at 423-737-5809. Again, that's 423-737-5809 so that we can talk about your next steps. To help you take those steps, you're welcome to listen to our library of over 200 very powerful on-demand shows downloadable just for you at bit.ly forward slash pay radio. And before you go, let's continue this conversation in the comment box below. I look forward to talking with you. You're listening to Christina Irvin, one of the many team captains for Pay Radio, radio worth listening to. Have a great day. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.